Rosie and Bill Show wish to thank our partners in Positivity Primary Sponsors. The Roselli Agency, based in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, Brian and his team of insurance professionals have been serving the needs of Chester County for more than two decades. The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in tailoring the right insurance policy for the right client and exceeding expectations every time. Welcome everyone to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week doesn't just sing about the cowboy life, he actually lives it. His relatable lyrics and baritone voice, they pull you in for one heck of a ride. And the good news is, it lasts a lot longer than eight seconds. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show, singer, songwriter, and real-life cowboy, Colt Barber. Colt, welcome to the show. Oh, thank y'all so much. I'm so honored to be on here with y'all today. Well, we're really happy to have you, Colt. And I want to know if you can take us back to when this all started. When were you first introduced to the cowboy life? And then when did music become a part of it? You know, I've been around farming and ranching my entire life. I grew up in a community that was that was 95% of all jobs was from that. And uh, I just got some dirt in my, in my veins and it stuck. And, you know, it's something that I have always loved. I love horses and cows, um, love tractors. Um, and I love, you know, the ag lifestyle. And I believe it is what this country was, was built on. Um, it is the foundation and the fabric of what we are. And, you know, with that growing up, music was always a big part. Um, at church, mama had me up when I was four or five years old singing. And then uh, growing up with my granddad, who, you know, he listened to all the classics, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, uh, Johnny Paycheck. Um, I mean, I could go on and on Waylon. Uh, and so I had that side of it. And they both just have fit together. And I'm so honored and so thankful that I did have that heritage and that foundation. Your voice is so rich and resonant. It's a pleasure to listen to you sing. Thank you so much. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> well, you know, Colt, I will say, I, I appreciate everything that you just said. And I can't help but think that growing up the way that you did with that background, really, how would you say that it shaped you as a person growing up in, in the way that you did? You know, it teaches you that you're going to face hard times. I mean, if you're farming and ranching, that you're going to have some rough roads. And the thing that it, it instilled in me is that you may not always, uh, it may not always work out. You may not always get it right. I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, but the thing that it put in me is to just not stop. And, you know, when you put that crop in the ground, your whole goal is to, you know, harvest that crop. When you put the, uh, when the mom's having babies, that's the end goal. When, you know, you want those babies and you want to grow them. And so it just taught me never to quit. And I've had a lot of hardships. I've had a lot of uh, hard knocks and things that, you know, I wish I could go back and redo. But then you think if I hadn't have done it that way, then I wouldn't have known what I know now. So I just, you know, I'm thankful for all of it and, and that it has made uh, what we are. Well, things come to mind when you say that, first of all, you deliver uh, calves. Is that what you said? Yes. Wow. That's like, I, you know, I, I love City Slickers, that movie City Slickers. So that came into my mind when you were saying that, Norman. Um, but also, do you think that that has helped you not only to handle these difficult times, but to handle them with more grace? And like, do you handle the frustration better do you think than most people yeah i do um and a lot of people have asked me you know 
in the middle of the battle or in the middle of the frustration or in the middle of the storm, whatever you want to call it, there has always been a sense of peace that I've been able to tap into. Um, and, and a lot of that comes from my, my, um, my belief uh, in, the, in the Lord above. Uh, a lot of that comes from my granddad. And, and then a lot of that is just being one with the horses and one with the cows and understanding that, you know, things are going to happen in time. There's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. And I just got to, you know, hang on um, till that, till that ride's over. Wow. These are really great life skills that have been instilled in you. I couldn't be further from a cowboy's life. Okay. I lived in Manhattan. I lived in the suburbs of Philadelphia, Los Angeles. So Bill and I were talking about this and we're curious, take us through, you know, briefly the day in the life of a cowboy. Um, starts really early um, with a lot of coffee. Um, and then, you know, before the sun comes up, we're down uh, feeding uh, all the horses. Um, and then we go and we feed cows. And then we turn out the horses that are in stalls. We have quite a few in stalls and some that are in, you know, just in pasture. Once we go uh, feed the cows, uh, check on the mamas, check on the babies, make sure that all of them are good. We come back, uh, we turn out uh, the horses in the pasture, and then um, it's time that we start, you know, we start working, we start working the, uh, the, the horses, whatever discipline they're doing. Um, of course, in between that, there's trips to the feed store, there's getting supplements, um, and then there's in between all that, there's phone calls for the music side because we still have to keep that going through the day. Uh, interviews, radio interviews, meetings downtown, songwriting sessions. Um, but we try to always end up back, you know, by the end of the day uh, before the sun goes down, just, you know, fin finishing with the horses, uh, again, checking on the calves. Um, in between there, there's fence to fix. There's there's always something that's broken. Um, there's hay to get, you know, to stack. Um, it's a lot, but it's just the way that I love. Um, it's what I love. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And I'm just so thankful to have this. You know, Cole, I will tell you that it, it just sounds like you're never going to be bored uh, and you're probably not going to have a whole lot of, of spare time on your hands. But as you were kind of going through a lot of those things, and, and I'm going to come back to the musical part in just a second. But in terms of describing kind of that that day in the life of, I was thinking about what I've seen in one of the most popular shows on television, Yellowstone. So how accurate or, or legitimate is it in the way that they portray life on the Dutton Ranch? If you, I'm assuming you may watch the show, but I've always wondered from a point of view like yours, is it realistic? I have to be honest. I've never watched a single episode, not, <laughs> not even one minute. So I've heard people talk about it, but I have yeah. no idea if it's accurate or what. I mean, we do what we do. Um, we do it in the way we do it. And um, I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, I spend a, a lot of time outside and, and in time I have, you know, in the evenings, I do a lot of songwriting. Uh, me and some buddies will write. Um, but yeah, I have not watched it. So I don't want to say whether it is one way or not. I know it's very popular because everybody loves it. Um, and I get stopped in the store and everybody calls me Rip and, you know, they want to talk to him and everything. But, um, and I found that out, I found out who that was. Cause I had to ask my publicist, I'm like, who is this person? She goes, he's a character on the show. And I was like, Oh, okay. I got you. All right. But that's all I know about it. That's no, really and that's, fun. and that's fine. And I should have realized after you went through kind of what that typical day is, there really wouldn't be any time to watch Yellowstone or, or, or anything else. 
but I, I can see the the reference to Rip, though. I, th I think I, I can definitely see it. But I, I do want to go back now and, and touch on the musical part of your life. So what are some of your early memories and maybe lessons learned from a musical standpoint as a performer as an, and as a songwriter? Well, you know, it started, um, like I said, in church. My mom, my granny, they'd have me up. Um, and then riding the tractors and, and trucks, you know, growing up in the farm community, you know, you had the radio on and you were listening to all the classic, you know, country. And I just, it just drew me really, there was something in me that just drew me there. And uh, Waylon Jennings was a huge influence on me and my music. Keith Whitley was a huge influence for me. Um, and I could, I could go on and on, but, um, you know, there, there are things that have happened, you know, when I would go out and play and I would get to open for some of these guys, um, it became, you know, this was real, it was tangible. And I've always tried to just put on the show, you know, uh, I've had some of the, the big guys tell me, you know, don't leave nothing, don't take nothing away from the stage, leave it all on the stage, um, give them your best show, put on a show. And that's what we do. Um, you know, songwriting has always been a very big part of me. Uh, I think I was, I believe I was 11 when I wrote my first song. I didn't even know what songwriting was. I just kind of wrote some stuff down. And then at, by the time I was, you know, probably 15, I was writing quite a bit. And that's something that um, I still to this day, I write a lot. Uh, writing to me is, you know, if you write 10 songs, there's three I would want to listen to and then one I might pick. That's just how it is for me. So um, it's always very important for me to songwrite. I love songwriting. I love telling a story. Uh, I love capturing a mood and everything I hear, something that somebody says during the day, one of the guys that work for me or, you know, something that my family says or mom says or whatever, it it just sparks. And then you just have to write it down. You have to get it out. So um, music has always been, you know, very, very big. And um, I got to meet Waylon uh, before he passed away and sat and talked with him for a long time, had lunch with him. And that was something that just what he said and how he said it and what he put into me was something I can never, I, there's no way I could even explain it. It was just really awesome. Well, that's our next question. You just segued right into it. We were going to see if you would share more about that experience. And are you able to share the wisdom he imparted to you? Yeah, he uh, he told me, you know, he, he I was able to play his guitar, which was just like I couldn't even hardly talk. And, and we just talked, you know, he said, why do you do this? And I said, because I cannot do it. And he kind of smirked and looked at me. He goes, then you, then you need to do it. If you can't, you know, not do it, you need to do it. And he just told me, he said, be true to yourself. He said, you know, this town tried to change you. Um, he said, you know, they're going to try to twist you and morph you into something that you're not. And he goes, the best advice I could give you, he goes, you can take that road. But he said, make your own path and stick to what you know, stick to what you love, because in the end, you're the only one that you're going to have to answer to yourself. You know, they're not nobody's going to be around. You know, they're going to ride you for a while and then they're going to be gone. He said, so stay true. And that's something that in the decisions that I've done, I've just always done. I've just I'm like, I'm going to do it my way. You can like it. You cannot. You can take it. You cannot. That's fine. You know, it's, it's all good. So, um, yeah, that's where we are. That sounds like great advice. How do you think that you have grown as a performer over the years? As a performer? Oh, just every night that you are on stage, every time you're, you know, on a TV show, you learn things, you learn things that the crowd reacts to better. Uh, you learn things that work sonically as a musician better. Mm -hmm. You learn songs that 
um, as a rider, people respond to better. And all of that, you can take that week after week as you play after play, whether it's a large crowd, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20,000 people or 100 people in an intimate room, you got to know how to how to present. And I think for me, it's just been an every day I want to do better. I want to know more. I want to learn more. Um, and that comes from, you know, sound gear. That comes from playing guitar. That comes from writing songs. That comes from vocalizing. It's just always about growing and being because you never know who's in that crowd. You never know what's going to come from that. And I have to be on my best. And I'm very hard on myself that every night I am on my best because somebody out there might need something that is sung or said or just lift their spirit or give them a reason to keep going and keep trying. So that is what pushes me to grow every time. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'll tell you, Cole, I can't think of a more motivating or powerful force than what you just said as far as the reason to, to keep doing it. And you, you've touched on, uh, you know, your role as a singer and songwriter, but you've also helped some other artists spending time on the other side of the glass as a producer. So who are some of the folks you've worked with and what was that experience like? You know, I love mentoring uh, anybody that wants to learn. And we do songwriting workshops at my ranch. Um, it's a great time for people to come out, sit around the campfire, you know, work on ideas. And then some of those I'll get to go into the studio and produce. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for each opportunity that I have the chance to do that um, because it's helping their career and blossoming. And, you know, we're building on that right now. We've got a, a new group that we're working in songwriting, mentoring them. Um, getting that craft really good. And then we're going to take those into um, into the studio and start producing some great music for everybody to listen to. It sounds like you are extremely busy on top of the day in the life of the cowboy. As I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm wondering, how do you keep all of those balls in the air? Do you feel that your life is in balance? I do feel like my life's in balance. And it's funny because for me... It, and there's not a lot of people that would that would be like this. For me, all of that does keep me in balance. All of that, all of those balls in the air is what balances me. And when I'm lacking in one, I begin to feel unbalanced. And, you know, there's sometimes that, um, you know, if I'm in the studio and I'm working on my stuff or, or a song for somebody else and, you know, I'm just tired or it's not going exactly. It's like, you know what, guys, it's been great. I'm going to the ranch and then you come out here and you kind of balance it back out because you get to spend some time with your horses. You get to spend time, you know, with the cows. Um, and then vice versa, you know, some days we work out here so much and it's like, I need that creative side. I need to go right. I need to go in the studio. So for me, you know, the short answer would be all of that. That is so much. It is a balance to me. And it, for me, it's not a lot to keep up with. It is just a daily this is what we do. This is what has to be done. And, you know, task oriented and let's go get it done. Wow. That is, that is fantastic. And that's, you kind of reminded me cold of something someone told me a long time ago. They said, if you want something done, give it to someone who's busy. And that kind of sounds like the, you know, the type of person you are and, and you're going to get it done. So kudos to you for that. And I want to talk about something I saw this weekend, but I have to give a little background first. So it was about 30 years ago, there was another cowboy um, who I heard and got me, he really drew me into country music. Um, his name was Chris Ledoux. Yeah. And I had never heard anything like it. And I got hooked. And I just, I, I, I think I have 20 of his CDs. 
and over the years, um, just listen to it all the time. And then a couple of years ago, we had the opportunity to have his son Ned on as a guest. And Ned is a fantastic artist and he's, he's, you know, building his own path. Um, yep. You know, he's still honoring his dad, but, you know, doing his own things. And along those lines, I'm watching this video over the weekend and um, it's called, the song's called Only Need One. And I'm watching the video. I had to watch it a second time because there's a guy in the video looks just like you. Have you seen that video? I have seen that video multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, the guy, Andy, that shot the video for Ned, he called me. He, they had a uh, mess up on location and he was looking. He goes, man, I need your ranch. And I was like, dude, whatever you need. Cause we've done a lot of work together. And so he's like, oh, that's awesome. He goes, I need it tomorrow. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, we'll be working. We got stuff going on, but come on. And so they come out and um, he was like, hey, I need you to stand here at this moment. And I was like, really? Come on, Andy. He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. So then he was like, hey, could you drive your truck down the down the road? And I was like, sure, Andy. Before I know it, he was like, I got you. And so, yeah, it was great working with Andy. And, and I hope it worked out great for Ned. People seem to love it. Great song, great voice. Um, and it was it was it was a lot of fun to, to, to be in that to help him out. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. What do you have coming up where folks can come and see you perform in the rest of 2023? So right now we are working on finishing some dates and that schedule will come out. But we most importantly are in the studio right now uh, with a brand new list track of songs that I'm so excited about. We've been writing a lot. So we want to get that finished up. And then uh, actually I got an email today where the uh, the uh, promoters are talking and they're trying to secure those dates for the back end uh, of the year. Um, but yeah, right now it's full steam ahead on getting these uh, good songs cut because we want to get those out to the people. So then they'll want to come out here as, here as play those. Well, that sounds great, Colt. And I'll tell you, we, we've talked about all these different facets of your career. And over the years, you've built such a strong and multifaceted career in all those different areas. I'd like to ask you this, looking ahead, what ultimately would success look like for you in the various ventures that you're in? You know, I, I've had I had a guy ask me that one time. And, and when I say the answer that I say, I told him I don't want it to seem cocky. To me, I'm already successful. Um, to be able to do what I've done and to dream the dreams that I have dreamed, um, it, some of them were short-lived, some of them I'm still living to me, doing what you want to do and doing it the best you can is success. So for me, it's 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 kind of a different answer in the sense of I just want to continue success. I want to continue good ranching. I want to continue taking care of the land. I want to continue writing good songs. I want to continue, you know, mentoring you know people coming up. Uh, I want to continue playing good music, recording good music, meeting great people like y'all, um, because I feel like that the country music needs to go back to this family, this country family where, you know, everything was built on, on blue collar, on, on roots and foundations. And I think some of that is missing right now. And I think that people in general want that. And I think if we could get back to some of the simpler times, get back to the things that matter most, um, God, family, country. Um, I think a lot of us would realize that success is already right here in our laps. It's in our families. It's, it's, it's wrapped around us with good coworkers and friends that, you know, you can't replace. You know, Colt, as Bill asked that question, in my mind, I'm like, he's already successful. Like, I was thinking the same thing. So 
Uh, I'm glad that that you feel that as well and recognize it because sometimes we don't always recognize how much we've accomplished and that yeah. when we are doing, you know, we're always pursuing that elusive something. So I'm I'm glad to hear that from you. And and there's one other thing that I, that comes to mind as we sit here talking, and the word is genuine. That you are so genuine, and you have this genuine reverence for the animals that you that are in your care, and for music and for life itself. You know, I, it really comes through, and it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. And we wish you good luck in the rest of the year and with your new album that's going to be coming out. And we look forward to hearing it and supporting in any way we can. Thank you all so much. And I look forward to coming back to you all in a few months and we'll talk about everything new that's going on. That sounds fantastic. And thank you for joining us. And folks, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See y'all. legendary men sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a man to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride I'm a cowboy, that's my brain Until the day I die set of strings from the radio to the rodeo i'm gonna do my thing i don't compromise on nothing what you see is what you get i may be broken busted but they ain't killed me yet i'm a cowboy